there and welcome to the wonderful world of football shirts podcast a podcast dedicated to football shirts and the the proverbial safe space in which we can discuss all things we like and dislike about football shirts uh we do sometimes crave unpopular opinions because it just means the world is uh, normal when we don't all have the same opinions. Otherwise, it'd be boring. I'm waffling. Uh, my name is Richard, for those who don't know, and I am joined by the devilishly handsome Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm grand. How are you? I'm very well. Very, very well indeed, yes. Are we looking forward to another episode recording of? Of course. Good. Uh <laughs> how uh, people seem to like the first half of the interview that we did last week so we've got the second half of that to come up which is good because you get to cover the points that you made and didn't know whether they were in part one or part two we teased i think you teased little bits which was good uh, <laughs> i didn't give too much away did i not at all but shall <laughs> we crack on with uh some things that i noticed this week about the world of football shirts yes now, we have to start with a little prerequisite to say. A prerequisite. I'm saying all these posh words today, and I don't even know mm, why. You've been uh, reading the dictionary. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bloody love reading that dictionary before I go to bed. <laughs> um, we spoke really quickly about the Super Bowl last week. Um, yes. What a game. What a game. One for the ages. Yeah. Do it's... you think it was the best one of the... I mean, it's certainly one of the best ones... In recent years. It's so hard to tell because I think mm. the ones that are the best or, or might be classed as the best are ones in which my team have lost. So mm. my knowledge of the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl is I just got super drunk and I hated it because we lost. And, you know, then Giants-Patriots. But then do you count the comeback as one of the best ever? Mm, true. But two incredibly high-scoring offences um yeah. somebody guessed the score right they did i mean that is i was talking to a friend of mine last night and i'd said that you <clears throat> excuse me that you had correctly guessed the score and he was like he doesn't really know american football but he was like shocked because it, it's true because there's so many variables that can happen in a in an american football game there's so many different ways that you can score yeah different variables of the amounts of points that you can score at, and at, you called it. Quote for for reference: At uh, twenty seven minutes past midnight, I've I text Mark saying I've gone thirty eight thirty five Chiefs high scoring. You went incredible, uh, perfect for someone that doesn't really like either team. And then as it goes on, as it goes on, as it <laughs> goes on, I was like this is this is good. And then I told you, I told you, I told you exactly how it would play out. Yeah, you the did. Eagles would score, go for two. Anyway, we're, we're waffling about NFL. The reason why. I have brought up the American football is because Boohoo Man have uh, decided to have their own N officially licensed NFL range. And mm -hmm. I saw this on my timeline on you know an advert on Instagram. And it's an NF, it's a what would you call it? A varsity jacket? That's what they call it in America, isn't it? Yes. It's a va black varsity jacket. And it's got the NFL logo on the left chest, but then features every single badge on the NFL team. Yeah, on the NFL, like league, every yeah. single one. I mean, two Jets ones actually, and two Raiders ones. So, 
I'm just wondering, first of all, who buys this? Mm-hmm. And second of all, would we we would never see that in the Premier League, would we? There'd never be a a, a, a generic like Sports Direct selling a Premier League T-shirt, which, first of all, I don't think anyone would buy a T-shirt that's a Premier League T-shirt. Just like, look at me, I'm I, I love the Premier League. Yeah, I've got that circular badge on the front. And then, would you ever buy a T-shirt or a football shirt that's got all the Premier League teams' badges on them? You just wouldn't, would you? <laughs> so this actually did the rounds in another NFL group that I'm in. Someone messaged about it as well. Um, and they, uh, someone said, who's buying this? Dot, 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 dot. Was it me? Great because question. I just, I, that, I did that to our NFL group. Yeah. Someone said the same thing. <laughs> um, and then someone kind of said, oh, you know, which team do you support, mate? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like someone else said football's the real winner. Hmm. Just, I just, I don't get it. And uh, I mean, I, I didn't see it at this, at this, uh, I went to the box park in Croydon to watch uh, the Super Bowl. And even though I didn't see that, I, what I did see was the hoodie version. Mm. And I think I posted that on our Super Bowl chat group as well of someone wearing a, a hoodie that had all 32 NFL logos on the hoodie and yeah mm. they're just there to celebrate the the competition that is the super bowl oh yeah yeah all right well anyway enough of that uh enough of that nonsense enough of that nonsense uh can i actually i'll let you go first go on give me some give me a give me a nugget a marquee a marquee nugget um, yeah, I had a couple, uh, a couple leftovers from last. Actually, no. Well, let's start with um, let's start with something a bit more recent. I went last week to um, to um, a flea market in uh, in town, um, and I love looking at all of this old, like old people's crap. Basically, <laughs> people that deem that they deem it to be not worthy um so i just i love i I can get so lost looking at looking at it sometimes because i think i I sometimes think there might be a football shirt in there so i get quite excited to look anyway um i uh was kind of ruffling ruffling rustling through this through the rack and i found a an hamburg away shirt if i had to guess i'd probably maybe say 2008 I'm going to Google that as I say this, actually. It's the white one. It's the white one, yeah. The home shirt. Is it? Yeah, Hamburg playing white. But they're they're blue. Huh. I did not know that. Because I went to watch Hamburg play, and everyone moaned at me for picking white shirts. We had Stag Do t-shirts that were white with red trim, and everyone Mm. was like, Rich, what have you done? You fucked up. I was like, no, Hamburg playing white. And they wow. do, but the fans don't wear white. They wear blue and black. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Anyway, okay, so it's a Hamburg home shirt, and it's from 2009-10. Um, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's quite nice. It had the Fly Emirates logo had been, like, rubbed off. Mm. Um, but there were... There was one interesting thing that I saw about it, and it's white, as we said, but it's kind of got, like, hoops like subtle like sublimated hoops and it's not even like sublimated because it's like embossed that's it they're embossed um and embossed with 
loads of little, almost like brickwork of the Hamburg uh, square and diamond logo. Mm. Um, and I just thought like to touch it, it was quite nice to touch. It's like just another example of like an added detail that you just wouldn't see having not seen the shirt. And yeah. I would never have like thought about it anyway. That was pretty cool. What wasn't cool is the uh, horrible person that was on the back of the shirt. And I asked you, didn't I? Who, who, who do, we, who do you think's on the back? You thought it was someone named Aaron Hunt. I don't know who that is. Um, it's a uh, British player, English player that was playing in Germany in Ham for, for Hamburg. Kind of mm. cult. Uh, what do they call it? Like a cult, 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 a cult hero. I mean, he was a cult hero to me and the rest of the stag party. Oh, yeah. Oh, cause, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't. It was Ruud van Nistelrooy's. One of Excuse the greatest me. strikers in Premier League history, you mean? Mm, one of the... No. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that horrible man. Hold on. Second, I've got children asking me questions. What do you want, guys? All right. No, it's too cold. Oh, my God. There you go. Sorry about that. That's all right. They kids want to play football. Outside in the freezing cold weather. Well, if they can't do it on a cold uh, Thursday night in <laughs> Wolverhampton, then... Right. So, yes, it's Rude Van Nistelrooy. It was... How much was it, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know. Didn't have a didn't have a price on it. Didn't, didn't ask. Um, so, yeah, not sure. Okay. Should go back. What size was it? Did you know that? Uh... It was an XL, I think, oh. or maybe an L. I'm not sure. You need to go back and have a look, see how much it is, because I want that. You want it? I want it. Go even with it. the even with the sponsor missing. Oh yeah, even with the sponsor missing, because I know a, we all know a certain person who can re-put the sponsor on. Very true. Very and true. There's nothing I'd like more than walking around with a Rude Van Nistelrooy shirt. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Can I bring your attention to something else? I'm going to keep on the Germany theme, if that's okay. Mm, yeah. I always have... It, it's becoming apparent that I have a soft spot for retro Werder Bremen shirts. Okay. Not on purpose. Got, hold on a minute, because these guys are being really loud. Guys, <laughs> can you uh, go downstairs, please, because I'm recording. Thank you. Love you. Sorry. This is all going to stay in the podcast because I can't bother to edit it out. Um, That's fair. Yeah, it's not because I got a soft spot for Werder Bremen. I couldn't name you one player for them. Um, I couldn't tell you who makes their kit right now. I think it's Umbro. But <laughs> I saw here this one. And I'm going to find the year for it really quickly. But... It's a Puma Werder Bremen shirt sponsored by Portus, P-O-R-T-A-S. Mm -hmm. And it's a very kind of pale green, but you can see already why I like it, right? Can you, can you yeah. notice the one feature? Yes, the diamonds. It's the diamonds. Now, um, to kind of, for those who don't listen or don't uh, look at the pictures, to kind of describe it, I would say it's a diamond effect that ombres in each diamond from kind of white to the darker green. Mm. There's an element of bruised banana-ish about it by the way the colours fade 
opposite each other. Hmm. But Mark, tell me about the badge. The badge, uh, well, so Werder Bremen have a, a diamond badge mm. and the badge fits perfectly in the diamond. Perfectly in the diamond. Perfectly. It's, it's a very nice... What do you think of it? What do you think of the kit itself anyway? It's really nice. Um, I have an observation. Do you? 1989 to 1990 kit, by the way. I have an observation. Yeah. I have just looked back through our photo chat history you and mm. yeah, on, on whatsapp and in and i'm gonna continue in almost every picture that i can see the club badge is on the left hand side as you would be wearing the shirt mm. and the manufacturer's badge is on the right hand side of the shirt yes this yeah well, and it's opposite here. Well noticed. Yes, I thought I thought something was strange about it. I'm not going to lie. There was something about it which pinched, and I couldn't for the life of me tell you what it was. It's strange seeing them round the wrong way. It is strange. Anyway, that's... Lovely shirt, great colour. Lovely I number like the... on the back as well, eh? Yeah, lovely number. The number doesn't look that centralised. It looks a tiny bit to the left. I... Ever so slightly, but great number. I mean, yeah, we, we are literally calling on somebody's personal thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, if, if I share another picture, it won't have the 3D box number. But no, I th I don't want to talk about the Puma logo overlapping things, but it, no. just the way that obviously Werder Bremen are famous for having that diamond. That so that must have been some part of it. Yeah. I'm much, sure. Yeah, much yeah. like the Hamburg shirt with those little tiny Hamburg logos yep. that you've mentioned. Anyway, I love that. I thought it was lovely. Lovely. Very cool. Yeah, nice shirt. Uh, you've got um, a Grandpa shirt to talk about. Here. So this is good. This is good. I saw this on um, on my like eBay eBay app um, earlier, uh, actually two weeks ago. Um. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like pretty cool. Quite like that. Um, the guy was asking like 30 euros for it. Okay. I was like, oh, that's not a bad price. Probably can get him get him down a bit. Um, and I did a bit of research about this shirt and basically couldn't see anything about it at all. Um, so it's a red red shirt. It's got the kind of kicking whale Orca. Kind of like a orca. Whale. Um with the logo, the Nagoya Grampus 8 uh sort of sponsor at the front is made by Mizuno. Um and it the sleeves have got this sort of like they're white with this red kind of like shark tail kind of design on one side, and then on the other side it sort of fades into um red and white kind of like squares and triangles and stuff mm. super cool um but i was like very confused about this shirt because i googled it and couldn't see anything about this shirt anywhere um and i googled like grampus 8 um mizuno shirts um and they were made by um uh they were made by mizuno in the early 90s um, so that is, um, give me one Gary second. Gary Lineker era. It is Gary Lineker era. 
Um, football kit archive. Here we go. Uh, Grampus. Here we are. Made by um, made by Mizuno. Uh, so from '93 to '95, and then they're now being made by Mizuno again, actually. Um, and I tried to find this shirt. And the 93 one looks kind of similar, but it's not similar. The 92 one's the one that's got the yellow on the sleeves as well. The 94 one is not the same. Neither is the 95. And then they moved to Le Coq Sportif. So I couldn't see anything about this shirt. But I was, like, intrigued. I was very intrigued. So I was just like, you know what? I will, like, I'm just going to try and buy it. Um, I offered the guy, like, 18 euros or something, and he accepted it. So I bought this shirt. Um... And it turns out, I actually don't have it yet, it's at the package collection shop, but it basically turns out that someone um, bought this, or I think someone bought this Mizuno template shirt and added on all of the extra, like, detailings. No way! For the team. And I was like, that seems like a lot of effort for someone to do. Um, but I messaged on I messaged on one Facebook group and they were like, it's not a legitimate shirt. So this is some this is someone's done like a DIY job. And I was like, okay. I mean, it's still cool. I, I'm just you gonna could have fooled still me. have it. It looks incredible. I, I by looking at it, I would have said that's a nineteen eighty eight, eighty-nine, you know, yeah. J League kit. Yeah, exactly. So I have to say, I stopped researching it after that because I was like, well, I mean, this person on Facebook seemed to know his stuff and it wasn't on um, Football Kit Archive. So I'm guessing that that is um, that that exactly. Yeah. Shout out. Actually, just looking at it now, the one telltale sign is that on the version that I've bought, it spells out Mizuno. And on all of the like official shirts, it just has the M logo. So that's actually probably the the giveaway. Mm. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, I do, unless you're going up to somebody who really knows football shirts, yeah, you would be. You'd still, you'd, you know, it'd still be a nice little piece to have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. All right. Well, speaking of football shirts, buying and selling. Lovely segue. Mm. Uh, we have the second part of our chat with Tom from Circa 88, uh, in which we discuss said uh, football fairs that are coming up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mark Stern, I don't want to hesitate anymore. Do mm-hmm. me a little, do me a little ten seconds, and then say your favourite line of the show. <laughs> yeah, I said this last time that I and I say it again. I mean, everyone's heard the first half now, but I do. I really enjoy listening to you and the guests and Tom. Um, you'll you'll find out in this next um, in this next bit that he's a uh, he's a very driven guy and uh, he's he's got some exciting stuff on the in the pipeline. Um, so, without further ado. Uh, let's roll the tape. Yeah. Right. So we've talked about now your kind of your business side with the Charlie mm. shirts, which I still find phenomenal that you've been in contact and you're doing mm-hmm. that and loving the shirts they're doing. What about yourself? In I'm actually going to kind of have a two part question. Favorite shirt at the moment. And then I'd say kind of like 
And then off, off that slightly, who's your favorite brand and what they're producing at the moment? Favorite shirt at the moment. If it wasn't for this Dumbarton one, um, I would say, I'd say the Ajax pre-match at the minute. Okay. You know, the one where it's got the the, the red and the green. Um, yeah. Kind of put pointillism design. I like that. I've seen a Club America design of that uh, as well. Um, brand at the minute, if we... If we're going to take Charlie out of the equation, because I love them anyway, but you know I, I, we're, we're going to be a slightly more adventurous. Um, I've got a lot of time at the minute for Macron okay. and also yeah. uh, Area as well. Um, I think Macron, when they first came to the UK market, they, they the, the biggest club they had in their roster was Leeds, and the quality at the time wasn't wasn't great. Um, the, uh, I had a Macron shirt from, U, which was Union Berlin in 2015 when they were in Bundesliga two. Yeah. And uh, again, the, the quality of that wasn't great. The sizing wasn't amazing. Um, I put a bit of weight on around that period, but we'll, we won't blame that. We'll blame the manufacturer. Absolutely. And um, but but where I'm going at with this, I do feel that over the past three uh, three or four years, they've really stepped their game up, both in terms of design. The um, material quality, the fit, and um, yeah, I think they're they're a brand who've who've learned from their lessons, um, taken on board a lot of feedback, and they've run with it, which is great. Uh, Area I particularly like as a brand because uh, their shirts are made to order, uh, so again that pre- that prevents the mass-produced element of things. Yeah, and. Um, if you take the Sheffield United kit, uh, a lot of the the Blades fans were gutted to be leaving Adidas at the at the end of last season. Um, you know, because they, they thought, area, who are they? No, mm. You know, because without signing patronage, I don't think a lot of the um, you know casual football fans see much outside of Puma, you know, um, Adidas, Nike, the, the main ones. Yeah, and so I think they automatically thought area would be poor quality. But fast forward a few months. So many Blades fans are delighted with the quality, delighted with the designs. Um, I, I think the, the way Area do things behind the scenes and the way they work with their clubs, they, they manage to take um, a lot of club heritage, incorporate it into the, di- the designs around. They do that really well. Um, and I know I keep going back to Sheffield United. And it's only because obviously you know, I'm based in Sheffield, but... Uh, yeah, I've, I've been really impressed with them. And uh, again, I think they're just going to get uh, better and better. Yeah, because I've only ever got memories of kind of late 90s, early noughties kind of area kits. But you are you are right. Like, again, the quality of them that come through now is just phenomenal. If you Google um, the black and gold Palmer kit uh, away shirt from last season, it is unbelievable it's one of the best uh it's, it's one of the best shirts i've ever seen in my life it's uh yeah it's it's one that i wish i'd kept um from when i bought a few things from area um it, uh, they're stunning absolutely stunning of course because they're doing yeah i've been very tempted to buy a couple of those uh buffon goalkeeper shirts oh don't don't it's dangerous isn't it <laughs> This, because, this is why I'm a seller and I don't buy. I'm, because they I'm keep browsing. on releasing another one. It's like when he first signed, they went for the blue and yellow hoops and were like, okay, let's go and get that one. But then just, yeah. just after that, they went and released 
a white one with black and it's got some jaggedy lines on it. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah no, let's so go that. get that one instead. Yeah. And there they've got. They're, they're, they're definitely running with the, the Buffon, um, the Buffon theme, but you know, they're, they're a company that I feel is, um, that they do the retro style really well, really mm. well. So yeah, hats off to them. Cool. I've just been looking up, uh, 90s area kits. Cheltenham Town, Middlesbrough, that kind of stuff. Lovely. Still so great. Like the kind of sublimation that goes on on those 90s kits were to a certain degree balmy. That 1996 uh, Middlesbrough away shirt. It was crazy. White, white and blue. It kind of like a bit of a cross with, it just had Borough written on it. Um Memories of match of the day, Neil Musto and Phil Stamp um, mm-hmm. playing in that. Uh, most people think of Janino, Emerson, and Ravinelli, but no, Phil, Phil um, and, a, and Nigel Pearson as well. Actually, thinking about it, yeah, it's the idea that Phil Stamp and Janino could be. It's crazy. That nineties, like kind of that nineties era for Middlesbrough was just absolutely ridiculous, but. I think it, it shaped football for me anyway. Kind of move on and talk about what we've got coming up or what we've done in the past, what you've done in the past and what we've got coming up, which you mentioned a retro football fair. And that sounds absolutely incredible. So you've, I'm assuming you've done one in the, well, I know you've done one in the past, but I want you to talk about it. What happened? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so the idea of Retro Football Fair first came about in 20, 2019 between five of us independent sellers. Um, we we saw a gap in the market uh, where there, you know, there's plenty of vintage fairs, but there's nothing football themed. Yeah. Um, at the time, football shirts were they they were quite, they were quite going back in the public. Uh, coming back in public eye, we'll, we'll yeah. say, and there seemed to be you know a bit more more in, of an interest with them. Um, initially, we approached uh, Depop to see if we could work with them and get a sponsored event, but they, they weren't interested. Uh, so we took matters in our own hands. Uh, booked a venue in Manchester, Sasha's Hotel. Um, it's you know hotel wise, it's not the most desirable, uh, but in terms of actual uh, actual venue space. They couldn't be more accommodating. Uh, we so we started uh, with about fifteen stalls and about ten tables. Uh, we had to give quite a few of the spaces away uh, because you know no one had heard of retro football fair. And, uh, you know a lot of the sellers were quite skeptical because of the success. Yeah. Uh, because they hadn't done that. I think they assumed it just be another market. And uh, so yeah. Um, long story short, we were expecting one hundred and fifty. If and that was our benchmark for success uh, for that first event. And we ended up getting over a thousand through the doors, which is brilliant. Um, COVID-19 then hit. So then we had to cancel uh, our next two, two or three events that were planned. Um, we then started back up again last, um, last year, I believe, in Sheffield. Um, where else was it? Manchester and Sheffield. Um, this time five had become three and um, you know the, the other guys the other two couldn't commit so much anymore but you know they still supported us in the background still came to the events which was brilliant 
and um yeah so I, you know last year was was a bit strange because ideally we wanted we wanted four events yeah. and we had four books uh but um we decided to uh cancel the second manchester event that we had for christmas because as great as the uh, the first event back was at at the venue, there's a, a, a fair few things which uh, didn't um, didn't reflect well in in the background, which you know we we kept uh, from a lot of the traders. You know, ultimately, you know, there's things there we we felt a different venue was was better. Um, and then we had some bad luck in the sense of we were meant to be at uh, Birmingham at the Custer Factory, and uh, we got double booked oh, with. Yeah, we said fantastic venue um, and a lovely team. Um, but unfortunately, they double booked us with uh, an Oktoberfest uh, beer event, which, you know, it's human error, it happens, but it was just our luck at that time. We were starting to get some real headway. Uh, but now it, we've already got three events booked. We're looking to finalise two more, so um, Newcastle and Liverpool. Um, so we've got we've got two booked in Sheffield for this year. We've got one booked in Birmingham. And yeah, like I said, we're trying to get Liverpool and Newcastle sorted. Um, interest is sky high, which is brilliant. Um, I think one of the things we've done as a success is we work closely with uh, with the store holders uh, and also uh, the attendees. And you know, we we just want the feedback. You know, we were always asking for the feedback and how we can how we can improve the event. So after the last Sheffield event, I'd say we had about eight hundred people there which is, again, fantastic for where the location was. And um, I had the idea of, okay, well, why don't we charge £3 entry and um, we keep the store prices the same. Consulted the storeholders and unanimously was, do not charge for this event. Not because they don't think it represents good value, but the feedback was, charge us more, keep the event free. And they're completely right, because obviously that free element drives not just... Uh, Football shirts, uh, football shirtaholics will say, yeah. um, along and piques their interest. It, it also um, captures the interest of you know the casual passerby who might like football but doesn't quite know that there's this football shirt subculture and then they're socked in and then they get into it. So yeah, that the, the whole remit and I've gone around in the coldest sack there is to make sure make football shirts more accessible to to the public so that's that's the first thing second one is to get out there meet customers as well meet uh, and even if they're not customers actually speak to people in the community speak to people um who adore shirts get get feedback just have general conversations and i think as well for um for storeholders as well it's a really good opportunity to see what everyone's at what, what everyone else is doing um have that whole networking element and um just basically create a bit a bit of a support network as well and it's yeah it's I, I'm, I'm excited for the future I've, i really am we're, we're trying to we're trying to grow the events uh without uh, overkilling it as such so uh yeah i'm a, the future looks good I love what you said just then about the casual passerby um, who you not necessarily want to sell anything to, but you just want to go have a conversation with because it brings yeah. everything all the way back to how you started in the first place, which was 
trying to get people exactly. to talk to you about your football shirt you're wearing. And I think that most people that start football shirt collections will do that for that reason. I love wearing one of my shirts out. And just so, because even though I don't like people, I, I want someone to come and ask me, hey, what team is that? <laughs> it's not going to happen if I'm wearing a PSG yeah. shirt, is it? Because everyone knows it's got Messi on the back. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, flamers. Yeah. But if I'm wearing my uh, Real Betis away shirt, or if I'm wearing my, you know, Juventus pre-match shirt from last season, then someone's going to say, oh, what's that? And you start getting into a conversation about football shirts. And even if you don't really think you didn't like football shirts, you realize that you do slightly because everyone's got a story about football shirts, whether they like football or not. Definitely. And creating something like that is, is fantastic. Um, at the last Sheffield event, we ended up having to kick people out because we wanted to go home. Um, hmm. You know, it, well, when you're there from half five, six o'clock in the morning, setting it up um, and then, packing it away at half five, six in the evening. It's, uh, you know, it's so tiring, but you get such an exhilarating rush as well. Um, and the fact that people want to stay behind, have a beer, just chat with you as well. It's great. And every time we run one of these events, and we've only done about five events. So, you know, I might be, I'm talking, I'm talking like that we've done hundreds. We haven't, but, you know, obviously we wouldn't do more, but every event that we have, we're quite conservative with our guesses. And um, the, the last one at Sheffield, we, we said, well, okay, there's a lot of building work going on. Um, they've shut the road off. So there's, there's no cars. They've shut the parking nearby. It was the perfect storm for, for an event to go wrong. And it started teaming it down with rain. And I said to the guys, I said, look, we'll be lucky to get 300 today. But if it's 300, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's, um, you know, it's, it's still people coming. Yeah unlocked the doors, had a look about 10 minutes before we opened. There was a queue around the block and I counted 250 people in that queue. People knocking the windows saying, let us in. And as an organiser of that and and an idea that you've created and just discussed on um, a a random WhatsApp group with some other sellers about saying, you know, how can we improve sales? How can we actually build um yeah, yeah you know try and try and build a market uh, without the need for depop and all that it's it's humbling it's humbling it's it's really good and like you say some of the shirts there um i saw holland 94 shirt um at the last one um there's a kit collector called uh big peak uh football shirts from birmingham mm-hmm. um, he was wearing i believe it was a 2002 no, it's a 1998 Birmingham City shirt because it was made by Pony at the time. Yeah. And I hadn't seen one of them since the late 90s. Um, there was another guy as well wearing a 1980s QPR shirt. It's, it's crazy. And um, we've, we've started having people travel from like Holland and Ireland, Scotland. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's superb. Um, and it's just getting everyone in that room. Anyway... Um, uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking I, I, so much no, now. That's, that's um, the point of it. I'm excited. The main great. question is, do you have a space for a uh, quite small but moderately successful podcast to uh, sit and talk to people and interview people during the event? You got I space do. for a little of me? I, I, I do. 
and yes. you're, you're welcome you're, you're, you're welcome to any event that we run and there you go. Um, but yeah we'll, we'll put you by the bar um <laughs> there'll be a, a few beers or, or whiskeys or whatever you want and or if you're driving soft drinks as well or if you're not a drinker but, but yeah what whatever whatever you will need from us to help you um we're more than happy to accommodate and that goes for any podcast out there and you know any anyone that wants to come along because ultimately you know it's, it's about getting the message out there but also making it a real worthwhile uh community event um you know i think being being a seller quite often people you know the, the perception is oh this guy's only interested in selling and, and all that side of things and you know obviously we want the event to be a success but there's you know there's so much more to it than that so yeah it however we can help you just let us know you're, you're always welcome that's very kind uh we need to chat off air about that then um right so this is great and i feel like we should organize another catch-up before the events go ahead just so we can once again get the message out to everybody to let everyone know when and where it is but before we we're kind of running out of time i know um, wow, we've been going for an hour, but no it's, one even knows today. It's my answers. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I, I talked it's not a problem at all. I love it. Um, we've talked very much about kits we love. Mm. I kind of want to kind of go into the dark world of kits we don't like really quickly. And as a, this is trickier for you, I think, because as a supplier, you don't really want to muddy your feet, shall we say. No, let's. It's, it's all about being authentic. We'll, we'll we'll just answer it. It's it's fine. I'm 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 braced for the hate. Well, do, do you know? Do you know what? Right, I'm going to nail my colours to the mast here. Shirts that I don't like. Growing up was anything blue from Ipswich Town. Okay. Yeah. Grow, grow, growing up in Norwich. Okay. Um, I even though I wasn't Norwich fan growing up, um, and it was it was Leeds. There was a desire to hate anything south of the border. Um, so much to the point where I wouldn't even drive through Suffolk, which is stupid. I'd rather pay more petrol to go around it. But as I've got older, um, lost uh, lost a little bit of hair and, and uh, calmed down a bit. Um, I have a you know have a, an appreciation of not just Ipswich Town's shirt design this season, um, but also that that Fison's you know the Fison's era between ninety one and ninety six was superb. You got a ghost in the background there. Yeah wow um but but yeah shirts uh, you, you know uh, so th- those those were were the big ones um i'm trying i'm trying to think of of shirts that i think i don't like monaco shirts okay okay mm. so yeah i think i think those are those are my big two um who else is there I've always had a slight dislike of Monaco shirts because of where to place the sponsor and the number. Because I remember going to the Classic Football Shirt Museum and it was their Thierry Henry's shirt for Monaco and turned around. The one and the nine were really close together over one side of the shirt so they could be on the white bit of it rather than the red bit of it. It looks so bad. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I just don't. I think you're going to do half and half kind of shirt. You need to do it like Blackburn Rovers. Um, and also, I don't really like Juventus shirts. 
Okay. So those those are my three hot takes. So Monaco, Ipswich, and uh, and Juve. Um, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's no one else on on, on that kind of level uh, list. But uh, there, there there we are. I think since since Juve um, have had Adidas, I think they've been quite lazy. And I know there's only so much you can do with stripes. I know they've tried some you know a few different methods. But give me give me Juve under Kappa, like with okay. with the raised Kappa people on the Move logo and the D plus sponsor as well. Lovely Zidane era. I feel like with those two, especially those two of Monaco and Juve, you have gone for some incredibly sought in tradition, like patterns. It's not just colours, it's patterns as well. Like mm. Monaco is that, you know, vertical, diagonal, sorry, half and half. And it is yeah. the black and white stripes. You're right, though. There isn't much you can do with it. We've had this discussion on the podcast before. Yeah, They try and do different things and ends up just looking a bit, yeah, it's you know for me, I don't mind what Juventus do with their away shirts. I think the Drake, um, the shirt that Drake made famous, fantastic. Um, although I do prefer the one that's in your background there. Um, they had a Jeep version of that the season before, which also looked uh, superb. Um, or I think it's no season after actually. Um, and then I also like what uh, Adidas did with. Um, a Juve away shirt a few years ago where it was uh, kind of like a pine green colour. Oh, you like that uh, one? Yeah, oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, and and even when they do an all black kit um, for, for the away stuff, I see, I, I don't mind that. Um, but I just, you know, I, I look at a Juve shirt, uh, like a Juve home shirt, and I just think, yeah. Looks mm. a bit too Notts County. It, <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you get your money. <laughs> but you know, if you take, for example, look, look at look at Inter Milan. Very similar. You, you know, they've they've got stripe designs, obviously just blue and black. But Nike consistently have tried to do different things each season, and I think I think they've hit the mark a lot of the time. I, I really do. Okay. More so, more so than Adidas. So, um, but yeah, but bring on the. Uh, the, is it the Bianchinari hate? <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> uh, yes, you will get that because I do have a, a listener, Monica, who, uh, yeah, she always messages me whenever we talk about about Juventus. So it's oh, all okay. It's fine. Oh, right. Unfortunately, it is that time in which we have to say goodbye. Oh, no. I know. Um, but we can carry on talking, but I've got to you know, finish the recording because I have to have a podcast under an hour. Uh, um so I've before to be a parent. no oh, me, me too it's horrible. Um, it's horrible before we depart um remind people where they can find you on all the social media channels so the the socials are just at circa 88 football okay um the website is going to be relaunched the back middle to the back end of february start of march yeah um Funny enough, I've actually resigned from my job this week to focus on the shirts full time. So, uh, yeah, when, it, when it's back up and running, if you can buy shirts, that would help feed my family. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, so just it's just at Circa Eighty Eight Football, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yeah, if, if anyone you know ever has any questions about the shirts or or, or anything at all, just uh, just just reach out and. Um, 
yeah, thank you for the support so far. And actually, um, you know, which allows me to kind of take the uh, take the chance of uh, attempting to do it full time. Um, if, if it doesn't work out in a few months, I'll just be back in an office. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. I'll get you a job. Um, it just as as a kind of finishing point, it reminds me, which is the point I wanted to make at the start, but I didn't because I felt it right to save it to the end. The reason why we got in touch is because you kind of put yourself out there just before Christmas, just before you had your new baby, that yeah. you feel that like the pressure was getting too much and you wanted mm, to take a step back. And the amount of, from what I gathered, just by the comments underneath in Twitter, at least, the 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 outpouring of uh i can't even get my words out properly the, the amount of people that got in contact with you that yeah, wanted to know how to support you was it felt very strong and i um i have to say kudos to you for Thank kind you. of putting out there and just saying that's how it is yeah no i, I appreciate that and um yeah it, it was it was hum again humbling um you know you you interact with so many people on social media and, you know, I've, I've met a lot, uh, you know, quite a lot of them from the retro footy fairs, uh, which has been amazing. And, you know, having just general chats about football shirts with them. Um, but there are strangers there that if I say strangers, I mean, people that hadn't actually fully interacted with face to face, but who were, you know, social media friends, which is, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was really cool. And, um, I think it's one of those things is um, it's how can I say it? I think when you're trying to when when you're working and you're trying to keep your family happy you're also trying to grow a passion product a passion project um, into a small business mm. and you're juggling it can get on top of you and you know it's um, yeah it's I, I, you know, I just can just got to say thank you because for, for me, I I don't ever want anything to come across like he's he's doing it for attention on social media because I think sometimes um, that can be wrongly conveyed uh, mm. when people are obviously say you, you know basically asking for help or like you know venting. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been really good and and again, uh, you know, I, I needed that break um, because. The, the the website needed to be improved. Processes behind the scenes needed to be improved, um, and you know it's it will be better for that step back. And the fact that I'm I'm moving and mm. I'm also able to take this chance is is fantastic. So yeah, just a big thank you. And um, if there's a, anyone else in in the same position at all um, who is uh, you know kind of kind of struggling or you know just needs to vent i'm not going to say that i'm a i'm a therapist because obviously i'm not qualified uh but you know if you if, if anyone needs to uh, bounce ideas off or anything just just reach out there we go we're always here a lot of us are i think we forget that sometimes the world of yeah fo football shirt collecting is quite a unique individual thing but at the end of the day we all have the same kind of one thing pulling us together so it's a weird little community we're all, we're, we're, we're all nerds that love but you know colored um colored polyester okay <laughs> that's what it is and it's great and it's you know parts of it uh, just... can be divisive 
get oh, a pen good. and write that down oh. because that's going to be the name of the episode. Weird <laughs> ner- nerds that love weird coloured polyester. I like we're, that. We're, yeah, we we are nerds that love weird coloured polyester. That's the one. I'll, I'll text it. Yeah, but yeah, it's you know it's um it's great, and you know we're, there's so many people, different walks of life, different backgrounds, but the thing that brings us together are eleven men running around on a football shirt. Uh, it's a football pitch, not a football shirt. Um, we're wearing a fancy polyester shirt, and we all bloody love it. So, I'll make continue. What a great way to end the podcast, Tom, aka Circa Radio. It's been fantastic having you on the show. Likewise, Rich. Thank Likewise. you very much. Oh, awesome, mate. Thank you. Say goodbye. Oh, bye. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
That's in Sheffield, very soon. Traf- Trafalgar Warehouse. If you're listening like 10 months down the line, where have you been, first of all? But second of all, it, this has passed already. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the Custard Factory in Birmingham on the 1st of July, 2023. And I can exclusively reveal, Mark doesn't know about this yet, so it's exclusive to Mark. We, and also I haven't confirmed it properly yet with Tom from Circa 88 and the Retro Football Fair community, but we will be there with a store <laughs> selling trinkets, pin badges and, and stickers. And whatnot. Uh, I'm excited to be back in Birmingham. I haven't been back in Birmingham in ages. Um, of course, it's so that'll be nice. Old stomping ground, university, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I went to uni there, worked there after university. I lived there for about seven years. So, uh, yeah, uh, not quite. Uh, 2009 to 2014. Very cool. Well, I think the plan is we're going to be doing something special. We know we've got my video camera. That was, you know, mm-hmm. so I think. We're going to try and do some new content. I like the idea of chatting to some people whilst we're there. Um, people loved, remember when I went to that football exhibition at the retro, uh, in London? Yes. People loved that classic football shirt. Classic football shirt. What goes through Richard's head when he walks around. So there might be a bit of Richard's that. Richard's monologue. Richard's monologue. <laughs> there might be a bit of Mark monologue. There'll be some <laughs> chats. We're going to do something. So whether it just be sitting there with the camera and asking like quick fire questions. In mm-hmm. fact, I've got one for you, Mark. This is off the cuff. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I've been, um, you know, the TV program Room 101, where you get to submit something that gets banished forever. Yes. If I said to you, football shirts, Room 101, something, mm-hmm. a shirt, an element of a shirt, a, 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 a feature of a shirt that you don't mm-hmm. like, that you want to put in Room 101 forever to be banned, what mm-hmm. would you put in there? Gosh, now you've put me on the spot. Uh, oh, that's a difficult question to answer. Okay, well, you've got some time to think about it. I don't need the answer right now. Um, let me th- let's have that for next week. Let me th- let me give that some proper thought. Anyway, <clears throat> right. So back to Thomas Circa eighty eight. Um, I also want to applaud him for. Uh, kind of stepping away from the football shirts and the reason why we reached out in the first place, which was uh, kind of struggling, mental health, uh, you know, realising he's taken on too much and that kind of stuff and taking a step back for a while. I thought that was, he spoke about that quite eloquently. Mm. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't need to be eloquent. It just needs to be from the heart, which is, again, what it was. So it just shows that... Um, you know, at our little community of uh, what what did we call the episode? I've got it written down. Nerds, because we are a bunch of nerds that love nerds. weird coloured polyester. I love that. Um, there is a community <laughs> of it, and we do kind of share, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I like would applaud anyone who uh, will kind of like go on the record and kind of admit when things are a bit difficult and you know having a tough time with things so i think it takes a, a brave person to uh to admit that and to um you know to as i say go on the record in that regard so i got nothing but respect for him but it served him really well because now 
like obviously a few months later we he's moved he's i think now quit his job he's got he's going full-time with it he's uh, got his new uh unit warehouse whatever you call it and he seems to be thriving so uh tom uh we love you and we can't wait to have you back on the show absolutely mark um i know there's something Usually at the end of the show, we just kind of wrap up and we just kind of talk a little bit of nonsense. But I know there's something you're dying to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Um, I saw something a couple, couple of weeks ago, a week or so ago, that I just thought was really interesting. Um, so it's an old um, Inter Milan shirt, and I sent it to you a long time. When did I send it to you? God, ages ago. Um, it's an old Inter Milan shirt. Um, and the, the, the reason, the original reason, and I noticed the second reason why, uh, it's sort of strange or peculiar. Um, but the main reason I want to talk to you about it, cause it's, I believe it's a third shirt from, um, I believe it's a third shirt from uh, around the mid nineties, 1996, um, 96, <laughs> 96. Um, and the reason why is from a from a glance. So, I mean, it's yellow. It's a yellow yellow shirt, and it's got these two bars down each one one on the left, one on the right, surrounding the classic Pirelli, Umbro, and Inter logos. And the first thing I noticed when I looked at these was that the bars are designed in a way that they kind of look a bit like tire marks, or that's how I interpret them anyway. And who is the sponsor of Inter Milan in these days? Pirelli. I don't know whether this is like something I'd never seen this shirt before, first of all, but whether like that, this is me kind of interpreting things in a different way or whether this was part of the design process or whatever. But this was the second year of Pirelli sponsoring Inter Milan. And I'd just love to put it out there to see what other people think. If they think that it does look like tire marks, if it's a coincidence or, or not. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Well, Again, it's it's important to differentiate because being a Wolves fan, their Wolves have a shirt which was famous uh, when we were made by Goodyear, also a tyre company, that we had that kind of tyre skid mark thing. This isn't that, is it? It's it's um, the the pattern is kind of black, uh, two black kind of what they call it um, braces that go down. It's like braces yes. that go down, and there's writing in it. What does the writing say? Uh, FC Internazionale. Okay, so the way that that's done in a kind of a different colour on the black stripe does make it look quite, quite tyre tread, tyre tread, that's the word. Yes. Tyre yeah. tread like. So, um, yeah, to, to, to me, it, from the picture you sent, it does have a bit of a tyre tread look about it. So, mm. listeners, have a look at the picture. What do we think? Do you think tyre tread? Do we think Mark's making it up in his clever little brain? What's the what's <laughs> what's the other thing you've noticed that's quite weird about it? I didn't notice this until we just spoke about it, and I really like zoomed in on the photo. Actually, when I first looked at it, I didn't even notice. It. I thought it was a watermark. Yeah, I kind of did as well, but it's not because I looked it up on my favorite website, and it is there. At the bottom, probably where like the belly button ish would be, it just says Inter in like block capitals, not Inter Milan, not Inter Nazionale, not FC Inter Milano, just Inter. Not even in a 
cool it font looks... either, is it? It's just proper weird. It's not Times New Roman. It's like not Arial. It's just it's not comic. Imagine if it was Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, that would be the ultimate troll. <laughs> um, it. Do you know what? I I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to. And I'm going to be really quick about it because I know we're wrapping up because we're going. But this is obviously an Inter Milan shirt. And despite the fact you've not seen it before, 90s Umbro Milan, people will know about this shirt in our communities. But there's something mm. about it because it's yellow with kind of black. It doesn't look like an Inter Milan shirt. Mm. Inter Milan have had yellow kits throughout history. Include, and then this moves on to my other thought, is Chelsea. Chelsea have had loads and loads of uh, yellow kits throughout history, right? That's kind of, that is mm. one of their away kits. But I saw a Chelsea away kit, which was yellow and black stripes, and it just didn't look right. And the reason why it didn't look right is because most Chelsea kits are yellow with a hint of blue. Mm. I'm just going to share it with you now, really quickly. And it's kind of along the same lines as uh, your one, Umbro. This is slow, and I'm sorry. But look at that. And if you were to like take away the Chelsea badge, would you say that was a Chelsea kit? No, I'd say maybe like Everton. Yeah. There's something weird about it because it doesn't complete the kind of colour scheme that we're used to. Yeah. So I, I think there's something a bit weird about the yellow shirts anyway. Yeah. Right. I'm going off tangent and that's fine, but we're <laughs> on a deadline. So uh, Mark, where can people find us if they want to get in contact? Um, they can send us an email at wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. Um, they can uh, get in touch via Twitter or Instagram at shirtspod, or they can see us at the retro maybe football fair in July. They can. And uh, if anyone wants to follow Tom, it's uh, at circa88football. Uh, keep an eye out for his social media updates because there'll be more details about the fairs as they come up. Mark, uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, it really is a pleasure seeing your face um, <laughs> and hopefully everything works out and this episode will be out soon. Good. All right. Very nice. All right, Mark. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>